Good morning. Reading from Philippians chapter 3, it says, Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participate in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, That too, God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have told you often before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be so that they will be like his glorious body. Oh, again, it's a privilege to be here. Thank you, Jeffrey, for reading. May the Lord bless 
the reading of his word. And you please bow your head with me. Father, thank you so much for this great opportunity to be here worshiping with our friends, our brothers, our sisters. What a privilege, Lord, where also thousands and millions of brothers and, and sisters around the world are meeting together. Be with all, all of us as we live here in this world, and it is just temporary. We are just passing through. Our citizen is not belong here, but in heaven. So, I ask, Lord, that you please speak through me this morning. Help me to bring a, a message of hope. Thank you for what you did on the cross. We, I, consider everything, Lord, is lost just to the privilege to get to know you. It is in your precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. I often tell our staff at Nueva Esperanza, around 22, 25 of them, that we are a team. And this morning, it is a privilege for me and uh, an honor to have my mother-in-law. Um, when I was younger, in my 20s, um, we used to come here, we used to uh, use their vehicle. My father-in-law, who is no longer with us, used to take us places. And uh, when he turned about 70 years old, about 10 years ago, he um, uh, started with uh, uh, a sickness. And it was a time for us, a 10-year period, to see him, um, uh, to say goodbye to him. So during those years, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law was not able to uh, come with us to churches or even come to Honduras. They came once uh, in 2013 was the last time that she came. So today I have the privilege to have here with me. She came with me on Friday. Uh, she is also going to Honduras on June 15. So I am looking forward to have her there uh, together with uh, Jeffrey and uh, Christy and a couple more kids. So I am looking forward for that. She, um, she means a lot to me. And my father-in-law, too, means a lot uh, I didn't have a father or a mother, so they're the only people I can call, you know, mom and dad. Uh, since Nueva Esperanza started, she's been one working in the office, and she's a key part of our team. She's the one who receives uh, your checks, deposit in the bank, and keep all the books. So thank you for doing that for Nueva Esperanza. And it is a privilege to have you here. After many years, that we, we come every year to visit churches, and she's not been able to 
to write or to go with, with us. So thank you for what you do. You are a part of those kids graduating and those people receiving food. So thank you very much uh, for your service to the Lord. And next week we are celebrating her birthday, so looking forward for that. The Lord is good. He is not just only good, but he is very good. Uh, I am excited to serve him. I love him. Uh, I have the opportunity to see things that he does. Um, but this last year, couple years, has been difficult for me. For 12 years consecutive, <clears throat> I have been an elder in our church, and uh, our pastor left, and it took us a couple of years to be able to bring a new pastor. So that was difficult, where two years where we don't have a good, solid message or food, a spiritual food, so it was difficult for us. Uh, the Lord provide a, a new pastor, so things are going in, in a different direction in our church. On November 2019, my sister, <clears throat> a sister that I have who grew up with me in the orphanage, She sent me a message saying, Carlos, I have decided to leave Honduras. I cannot live in a country where it's not opportunity for me or my husband to work. I was here in the States, that was in 2019. So she was supposed to leave for Europe, Italy, before I arrived. So I told her, can you not please wait so I can see you, say goodbye. Before making this radical decision of taking her three girls and moving, selling everything that they have, not because they want it. It's just not opportunity to work there. She applied for different jobs. And the last one that she applied, it was Walmart Honduras. And she did all the paperwork, a couple of interviews. She went to meet with the person who will decide to give her the job. She passed it to the little office and said, Lorena is her name. I see your papers, it's great. Uh, you have a good new curriculum but you are too old. She said, Carlos, I walked that place in tears. She was 45 years old. And that is the same question that thousands of men and women receive in our country. Where you saw, due to COVID, we have reached almost a million people without job in a country of nine, okay? That is our, how many people we live in our country. 
So sad for me to see my sister making a decision like that because she cannot find a job. And because her and her husband were too old to get a job. In March of 2020, as my wife already explained, COVID came to our country and Honduras shut down everything. Of course, we needed to close our church, the ministry. And they paint the picture in our country, a small country where the army, the police can control us a lot easier than probably you here. Shut everything down. And as my wife already explained, we saw a lot of need at the same time. I will add to what she shared, is that the Lord gave us a great opportunity to serve in other ways, in other areas. She gave an opportunity to the staff, to us, to shine our light in that dark places where food, it was, they were desperate. And by the end of last year, over 100,000 pounds of food was delivered. And we are still buying food to give to the families. If that was not bad enough in our small country, in November 2020, two hurricanes, I don't know if you heard about them, Era and Yora, they hit our country devastating the north part of Honduras, creating more need, and still now, that part of our country is still recuperating. Adding a lot of suffering to our people that they're already having it very difficult due to COVID. This is a little more close to me. My son proposed to uh, her, uh, to propose to his girlfriend um, about 15 months. It was an engagement of 15 months. So for all that time, I was looking forward to be in his wedding. And he got married on December 19, but I was not able to attend. My older sister, my older sister, my older daughter got COVID and we were in the house with her. And we needed to quarantine and uh, everything was ready. So he got ready without us being there. So that was December 19. Christmas was similar. We were not together as a family. So uh, that, was, that, was, that was difficult. So I am telling you all of that just to let you know that it's been a difficult couple of years for my country, for my sister, my family, my son. But I read in the Bible, do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Those are words of Jesus in John 14. 
I read this quote. Watch for the storm of God. The only way God plants his saint, his people, is through the wind whirlwind whirlwind of his storm. A person doesn't know the joy of the Lord in spite of tribulation, but because of it. Do you hear that? We don't know the joy of our Lord unless, and even Jesse mentioned it earlier, when we go through tribulations. So if that is true, if that is the way how our Lord plants us, and if that is the way how we experience the joy of the Lord, I welcome the tribulation. All those problems that we faced, I'm sure in your country, it has not been a lot different. Very interesting. Probably you hear that other people in my country and in other countries want to come to America. I, want to, I don't want to talk more about that. But when I come here, I have friends who want to go there. And I say, why? Well, a lot of problems in this country too. I want you to buy me a house there and I want to move and live in Honduras with you. So some of us want to come here and some of you want to go there. Maybe not to Honduras, but maybe other country. So what that means, that it doesn't matter, right? Where we live, we will have problems. We will not like some aspect of our countries. I do believe that one of the hardest things for a Christian is to live by faith. I will repeat that. I believe that one of the hardest thing for a Christian person is to live by faith. Because the circumstances that we see, the pain, the brokenness, the dark, is real. We see it. We experience it. And a lot of what mm, these holy books say we just need to believe it. We just need to trust. It's by faith. I am so thankful for the Lord, for God to allow the Holy Spirit to inspire the Apostle Paul to write Philippians 3. That chapter that Jeffrey wrote, It gave me, it, I found a lot of hope on it. I carry a Bible <clears throat> that is in English and Spanish. And I like how the title of chapter 3 in Spanish better than English. In English, the title of that chapter is Not Confident in the Flesh. 
Listen in Spanish. Plena confianza en Cristo. It's a total trust in Christ. I like that. Total trust in Christ. And what is the apostle Paul saying there? He started by saying, rejoiced in the Lord. Remember who is writing this. I often believe, I love to read. Uh, I like to read books in English. Uh, the majority of the books that I read are in English. I love to read it. And I often think, or I enjoy a book, read a, a book from a person who is going to some struggles, who can write about their experience. And that is probably what I enjoy reading the letters uh, of the Apostle Paul. He went through a lot. It is a lot different for me to, uh, to read a book of a person who uh, don't experience what he's saying firsthand. And in the midst of all the Apostle Paul tribulation, he started this chapter with saying, rejoice in the Lord. In verse 3, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put not confidence in the flesh. In, in other words, it's, it's, it, it don't depend on me, what I do about my knowledge. For me, he was kind of well-educated, kind of well-balanced guy. He gave a description there. You know, his curriculum looks good, but he counted that as, he said, nothing, garbage. For the sake, he said, I count all things lost. For what reason? To gain Christ. So everything that he knew, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering, becoming like him and his death. In the middle of that chapter, in our Bible, in my Bible, also have another title there. And he say, pressing toward to God. That is in English. In Spanish, he say, ciudadanos del cielo. That means citizen of heaven. And he keep pressing. He said, I press to take hold of the, what Christ Jesus took for me. To have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and is straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal of winning the prize. Only let us live up to what we have already obtained. What he is talking about, live to what we already obtained. I believe two things. We already obtained salvation from the Lord. So we need to live up to that. And 
I am not a citizen of Honduras. I carry a passport of Honduras. You may carry a passport for the United States, the blue one. Sometimes I would like to have one of them. More when I'm going to customs, you know, in, the, in Houston or Atlanta. And they ask me all the questions. What are you coming to do here? Are you coming for two months? What type of job do you do in Honduras that lets you come for two months? Oh, you have kids here, yes. So what reason you have to go back and, you know, uh, it's a third. Check my record. No, no, I don't need to see the computer. Again, this last one was very nice. He don't ask that many questions. But I've been going to little rooms. <laughs> my wife want to be there seeing what, you know, just it says, man, you go and see this with him. I was going across Canada. I have a visa to go to visit Canada, and that is a little more strict there. But anyway, we are not citizens of this earth. You need to remember that we are citizens. Our citizen belong to heaven. So uh, I am, as I pray, I'm just passing through. Uh, you saw the picture there. We have four kids. All of them are living here. One is married. Youngest is 21, soon to be 22. And some friends and even my older daughter sometimes say, hey, when are you coming? When are you moving? And we love being in Honduras. My wife loved it there. I don't own anything, you know, nothing, zero. I don't have anything in Honduras. I don't own a home, a car. I don't own anything. We own a house here in Conneaut for my kids to be there, but I don't even want to own that just because I like the house. I don't like being an owner of a place, Spain. <laughs> <laughs> But eventually we will sell it and uh, we'll just go and stay with whoever let us stay with it. Because I'm just passing through. I don't want things in Honduras to hold me there. I don't want things here in the States. My citizen is in heaven. He finished this chapter by saying, but our citizen is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that we'll be like his glorious body. And to that, brothers and sisters, I say amen. Well, you and I are staffed all the supporters, we have a job. And our job is to make disciples. That is extra work that you need to do for a living, okay? It is to make disciples. Here at the church, do it by having a building like this where you meet. We do it in a different way. But our goal is the same. In a country of 9 million people in Honduras, 30% are evangelicals. A little over 2 million people, brothers and sisters, that eventually will be together in heaven. 
60% are Catholic, and the rest are other religions. So, here's my challenge to you. How are you doing your work, your job, making disciples? You don't need to be in Honduras, okay? You don't need to, you don't need to do it in Africa. You don't need to travel at all. But how are you doing with your job? I will let that question there. Because here in a few years, you will be standing before our Lord. And he will ask. So don't let anything here, okay, that piece of property, the boat, I don't know what you have here. Don't let stuff like that get in your way to serve, to go, to do something. It's my challenge for you, to do something, okay? We cannot just come here, sit in the church. I can say that because I am leaving. So like it or not, I can say it. You cannot keep coming, sitting in the chair, and just getting a spiritual overweight. It's not good. You need to come, receive from the pastor, your teachers, each other, and you need to give. You need to, you cannot just come Enjoy a good lesson and go back and do nothing. Because our work, you know, if you really believe by faith, not just selected passages, it is a job for us. And we need to do it. We need to. So don't be lazy. Let's tell others about what Christ did. Doesn't matter the circumstances. If you have a low, stressful time, it's okay. But remember those mountaintop experienced. Not necessarily we are all the time up there. But when we are in the valley, we need to remember those experience. And one more thing, and I will close. It was good for me to be sent to the orphanage. It was good for me not to have a mom or a dad or family. The Lord was preparing me to do what I am doing. Now, I like it, no. I wish I can have a mom. I wish I can have a dad. But it's okay. It's okay. The Lord was preparing me to do what I am doing now. And he sent a girl from Ohio all the way to Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure the Lord was also having her, his hand on that situation too. So thank you so much for your support. I appreciate it. You are part of the team. What we are doing there in Honduras, you are be, being a part. Uh, I appreciate your support, your prayers. Take my challenge about disciple other people. See how you can get involved. And you are welcome to come to Honduras, too. We have a beautiful facility where we can host you. You saw it. 
32 beds, so no more than 32. <laughs> thank you. I, um, I don't know, Jesse. So thank you very much. May the Lord bless you, and uh, hopefully this morning, um, the Lord spoke to your life. Just like to say a word of prayer over them and their work. Thank you, Carlos, for a very challenging and timely word for us this morning. But let's just bow our heads. I want to say a word of prayer over them and their ministry as we close today. Father, we thank you so much for the work, the good work that is being done by Carlos and Barb in Honduras. And we ask that even through the challenges that they have seen over the last year, we thank you for the great ministry that they have been able, the opportunities that they've been able to participate in over the last year. Uh, different than what they usually are used to, but that they have been open to what you have had for them to do, even in a changing time. And we ask, Lord, as they go forward, that you continue to lead, continue to provide for the needs of the ministry there, continue to lift them up and bear them up in your strength and give them the ability, the eyes to see what needs to be done, the strength to do what needs to be done. And Lord, for us here, as the challenge has been laid out today, that we would not be lazy and we would not be uh, complacent, uh, but that we would be active, not only making disciples here uh, among us, uh, but also supporting folks like this that are doing uh, work overseas, uh, supporting our local churches, uh, always being active and open again to what you would have us, each and every one as an individual, to do in your kingdom and to be making disciples wherever we are, however you have called us to. We thank you and we give you praise for that. We pray all this in the holy and mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen.